As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Some places take you away. Some bring you together. Marathon does both. Marathon is Florida's family key with something for everyone. You'll find museums and wildlife refuges, wide open beaches, miles of warm, clear water, and the historic Seven Mile Bridge. For more about Marathon and the latest safety protocols, visit flakeys.com slash marathon. Welcome to the Football Ramble. The Great Escape is on for Big Sam. Mourinho wants to reunite with an old flame and Zlatan goes to Hollywood. It's Tuesday the 13th of April. I'm Jules Bree. I'm Pete Donaldson. And I'm Vidushin Hunteraja. Welcome along to the Football Ramble, ladies and gentlemen. There may be a few sore heads around today. <laughs> Pubs are back open. Did you frequent one, Vish? You know what? I didn't. I thought I would. You I boring I'd, twat. I, I, thought, <laughs> I, thought, I thought I'd be straight out of the block. You've hit it this morning, haven't you? <laughs> I, I thought I was going to be straight out of the blocks, but like, I, I, I like drinking. I think it's the socialising with strangers element that I find a bit Oh, you've off-putting. got friends, haven't you? No, I know, yeah, but they weren't available on Monday. No one keeps our schedules. No, it's exactly absurd, not. isn't it? <laughs> it is true. Uh, Pete, did you go to the... No, bar? I wasn't one of the oh, many people God down on Old Compton Street in Soho that is astounding LBC listeners and <laughs> Daily Mail readers. Astound- <laughs> There's going to be a third, fifth wave! Ah! <laughs> They're probably all unemployed. They probably don't even have to go to work with hangovers. <laughs> have yeah. you seen how much a pint is in central London? You know of course I've got a job. I was in Leeds yesterday and it Leeds. was very cheap for a pint. Mm. I only had a half because I was driving, unfortunately. But right. I, was, I was doing some filming at a non-league club. You've turned that down. And, uh... <laughs> she's got the car bar. She's got, she's got a little bar in a car. She's got cruise control. <laughs> but yeah, they, um, it was really nice because just to see loads of happy faces out yeah. in the sunshine. This non-league club had like all of it sort of outside seating. It was just lovely. Just to have a, sit there and have a drink in the sunshine. There's a bit of, bit of cafe culture in Ritchie's Club in Hartlepool uh, near Throston uh, that my dad was enjoying. He was like, I, yeah. I can't, see the, can't see the attraction drinking outside as soon as the pub is open. Like, <laughs> filming his friends. Well, it was weird because there was like all sorts of different weather around. I was in mm. Leeds. It was sunny and glorious, but actually where I live down here in London, mm. wait, it was snowing in the morning. So yeah, same. Yeah. How bizarre. The I mean, I would still... <laughs> I mean, I, I would still brave it. 
Like I, I didn't go yesterday and I'm and I'm itching. I was gonna ask what you two are up to after we finish recording this. I'm busy actually. Yeah. Oh she's driving again. <laughs> I actually am. Yeah. Uh, I see you have not gone to the barbers yet, Pete. No, no, I, I couldn't get a booking. I'm just, I've just gone for the ponytail. The the it's too short on the sides <laughs> to be encapsulated within the ponytail. Uh, and now it's just like I've got little wings. Yeah, you do. You've got little tufts <laughs> hanging yeah, out the bottom. Little tufties. Little tufty bits. It's fine. I've gone to say, Jules. I'm comfortable with it. It's You've fine. gone long enough, haven't you? So what's the point now? What is the point? What's Let's just go point? past infinity and come back round to cool. Oh yeah, I think I've read it um, somewhere on the internet. But basically, if you just let your hair grow out eventually, it'll cut itself. <laughs> That's what happens. <laughs> Everything you read on the internet is true, guys. Yeah, correct. Exactly. Mm. Uh, your hair's looking lovely and flowy. It though, is. Yes. It? I, I was going to cut it, and now I'm, I'm really. I uh, see. I've not really worked. I enjoy um, it. I've not really worked well with this long down because I've set myself things to do. I was going to have a drink in the pub. I was going to get my hair cut. And now I can't be asked doing either. <laughs> Just go to the the modern hairdresser now always offers you a glass of whiskey or a or, or a yeah, pint a of beer, don't they? So yeah, just sort of go, yeah. yeah. Just yeah, get absolutely true. tanked up there. Go for seven <laughs> yeah, haircuts. It would take long enough, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, actually, yeah. Head. Um, well, there was a bit of football on last night as well. A couple of Premier League mm. games. Uh, it was all rather tasty for the bottom of the table as well, I think. We'll come on to Brighton-Everton, which was not a very exciting game. <laughs> uh, but for West Brom, where has this come from? Mm. Eight goals in two games for Big Sam's baggies. Is the great escape on? Could it be on? They beat Southampton 3-0. I mean, no, it's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, Kill like, that one then. No, but I, I saw it. So I was at the um, I was at the Chelsea game uh, last week, and I was like, "Wow, this is kind of mad." Yeah. Um, and then I was, yeah, just watching that yesterday, and I thought, you know, all all the things they showed, all that kind of attacking verve they've carried over, and you know, obviously with the mitigation of ten men, this was this, it did feel different. You know, mm. they were playing a more engaging style. And then I saw yesterday and I thought, oh God, it could be. And then I looked at the table and I was like, okay. <laughs> because well, what is it now? They're eight points eight points behind, but they've mm. got a dreadful goal difference. They have, yeah. They're going to be looking at the matches against Arsenal and Leeds and Palace and sort of go, did we really need to lose by four goals, <laughs> five goals? But you say the goal difference. They scored eight goals in two games. They They'll could make that. it They'll up. They'll munch that up. They're going to score eight goals every couple of games. <laughs> What's that by the end of the season? Quite a bit. I'm not going to do the maths, but quite a bit. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah, sure. If they score eight goals... Against Chelsea, Liverpool games. and Leicester. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. They've got West Ham Liverpool. as well, yeah. I mean, it's... It, it'd be, if they do do it, to be fair, it would be remarkable because... Let the dream live. Mm. Let Big Sam live his dream. Well, I don't think anyone has ever tried to stop him doing anything, which is probably why he ended up losing the England job. <laughs> Someone's like, probably shouldn't do that, Sam. But no, it'd be incredible if they stay up, yeah. Definitely. Is it a case, Pete, of just the shackles are a bit off for West Brom? Maybe they felt like... Maybe. Um, but, they're just sort of playing with a bit more freedom now? But they apparently had this big team meeting and said, look, we need to win something like seven out of our last eight. Mm. And they are certainly... Um, um, they're holding each other to that particular level of performance and, and they, they are scoring goals. And the, with the Newcastle win at the weekend, you thought that might knock the, the wind out their sails a little bit. It didn't. Mm. They were scintillating. Yeah, as scintillating were. as they've ever been uh, this season, and it's it, the way it's like the way they played was like you're on a night out uh, on holiday or something, and then your best friend who you've known for years just suddenly starts speaking fluent French, and you're like, "What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> the fuck? Where, I've seen you eat soil. What's wrong with you? What's, what's up? How, where did you learn that?" So yeah, it was, it was very very weird. I mean, they they never end the season particularly well. The baggies in the top flight certainly, um, but uh, they're making a good go of it, aren't they? No, Exciting. Indeed. I had um, I had a moment relatively similar to that on our first lads' holiday to mm. um, to Malia, um, 
when we were 18. And like, I, you know, I you've was... made Malia sound really posh. Yeah. Malia. I've always Malia. said it, Malia. 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 That sounds like it's not in like, Europe. It's like Obama's daughter. No, no, no. Malia <laughs> sounds like it's in the Maldives or something. <laughs> oh, me and my lads went to Malia. <laughs> wow. If you go further down long enough, it becomes Malia. Okay, cool. Um, but, but, <laughs> but like, you know, I, I was quite a quiet kid at school and we went on this lads holiday. There were five of us and we rented some quad bikes. And we signed all the paperwork and he was like, you don't need insurance. We signed everything. And he was like, right, you're going to need insurance because let's say if someone were to get your address and he points to what we've just signed and turn up late at night and trash the quad bikes, you would owe me a lot of money, wouldn't you? <laughs> and I don't know why, but for some reason I decided this was going to be my first ever fight. And I just like, I lost it and I was like no, this is fucking out of order. I can't believe you're doing this. And my mates who are like, you know, fairly big lads who can handle themselves, they turn to me like, why are you picking on the mafioso guy (laughs) in an island where we don't know anyone? (laughs) We've just handed over like our passports as well. Are you mad? And I was like, and I said to them, I honestly don't know what I I was doing. I just like blacked out. I may as well have been speaking French. I probably would have helped. But yeah. <laughs> the tenacious face. Yeah, and, and I've suppressed it ever since. I was going to say, I better not did mess you, with you. Did you get your uh, Did you get a quad bike back or deposit or passports? Well, no, it was a good thing. We, was there a trip to the embassy? Yeah, it, was, uh, it was a good thing we insured them because I immediately crashed mine. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> Genuinely, yeah. Nice. <laughs> I probably thought you were doing it deliberately. Like an hour, like an hour later, Torched I crashed it. mine. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, into the side of a parked that's, car. That's quite embarrassing. It was quite embarrassing, yeah. <laughs> Going back, I'm like, can I have another one? <laughs> <laughs> I've lost that one. <laughs> oh, God. Um, well, back to West Brom. I mean, it's a good thing that they did win the game 3 0 Vish because they did have a goal overturned. Um, I don't even know if you call it overturned now. The whole VAR situation is confusing, and I'm sorry we do have to mention it because it was hmm. a big talking point from the game. Um, this was Dianya's goal that was um, flagged for offside by the linesman, so therefore the referee. Uh, said the goal wasn't allowed, but because the ball was in the back of the net, VAR are able to check it. VAR said it was inconclusive whether or not he was on or offside, so therefore they didn't overturn the referee's decision on the pitch. Make of that what you will. <laughs> but but I think that's I think that's fine because it's because it wasn't clear and obvious. I, I, the issues I've had with VAR certainly the ones over the weekend where they, you know. They haven't been clear and obvious, but they've thought, oh, you might want to have a, another look at that, which is which is an incorrect annoying, application yeah. of VAR, mm-hmm. that. Because, you know, you look at you, you know, I wouldn't have had a go, if I could go back, I wouldn't have had a go at that mafioso guy <laughs> selling me a quad bike. Um, so, you know, a referee is always going to look at things differently, especially if you call him over and you put that doubt in his mind. So I, I thought the application of it was fine, but obviously it goes against what we were told was going to happen where... Precisely, uh, yeah. you know, an assistant referee wouldn't flag for that mm. kind of thing. Mm. So, in the same breath as what you're saying there, Vish, I think it's also quite frustrating that the whole what we were told the whole point of VAR was was to eradicate clear and obvious errors. And if he wasn't offside, which mm. from what I can see, I don't think he he was offside, and, and just allow more goals, come on, like, <laughs> yeah. but it's just so annoying. So the whole application of it is like, surely we want to that that 
was a clear and obvious error? Was it not? I don't, I don't really know. I'm just. They were unable to get an angle. They were unable to get an angle. Get an angle then. Get one. What did Allardyce said afterwards that he found an angle? Yes. He <laughs> he found where, where is he finding that? Where's he find the angle? The right angle. While I, he's managing. I'd do everything I could to find the right angle, though, to prove a point. <laughs> but it's that's that's actually I think the most annoying thing about this incident was the wording that they couldn't find. It was inconclusive mm. because the whole point of having VAR surely is to be conclusive. Yeah. <laughs> Have the technology so you don't get anything I wrong. think the whole point of EVA is to try some stuff out, see what happens. Yeah. What does this yeah. USB drive do? Bang. Okay, right. Ruins football. Turns out. <laughs> <laughs> Live a little. Yeah. Experiment. <laughs> Enjoy yourself. Play. I think, Discover um... your football body. <laughs> Can I say about the, uh, the Southampton thing? Go like, on. What so they beat Liverpool uh, on the 4th of January where and they they moved to six and you remember that game for um, Hassan Hootel crying at the end because yes. he finally beat Klopp. Um, they've lost a lot since then. <laughs> <laughs> What's happened? Yeah, they've, so they've dropped to fourteenth with this defeat. Genuinely, they've got like they've they've actually got a really good team. They've got some good players. They've had a few injuries this season. But and they've got a fantastic manager. I just don't understand what's happened there. And then, and then last week you saw such a great amount of character from Southampton to mm. come back and beat Burnley. And looking at this game, I had it down as a as a banker for Southampton to win it. But mm. just it's bizarre. Would it be fair to say Southampton under their manager sometimes don't know how to game out matches? <laughs> they just really yeah. Just... yeah. <laughs> they're yeah, a weird they're, like they're a weird team. I, I think I had them. Um, you know, we, we did our, like, uh, independent um, predictions at the start of the season. Mm. And I had them as my dark horse. And now Same, they're... I did too. Yeah, now they're like a, a, mud, was, a muddy horse. I was, a muddy <laughs> three-legged horse. <laughs> I was absolutely buzzing when they were top of the league when I picked them as my dark horses. <laughs> and now I look like a, like a fool. Um, maybe it's because they've got their eye on the FA Cup this weekend. That's what their season's banking on, isn't it? They play Leicester on Sunday, but Hasenhutl... Uh, if they needed a boost, he said they've got no chance if they play like that. <laughs> it was a non-performance, so <laughs> let's hope we don't see another non-performance. FA Cup's going to be quite exciting, though, actually. Yeah. I think. Yeah, for, for the first time in a while. like I, It never really gets me. I, I think maybe because yeah. it's like, um, they're going to be test events as well, aren't they, for yeah. people back and stuff mm. like that. Fun. Yeah. Um, get pissed. Yeah, exactly. I mean, don't ruin it, but get pissed and yeah. enjoy <laughs> yourself. Um, <laughs> apparently, Southampton are going to reportedly... Um, Pay, let players, sorry, get their bonuses paid in Bitcoin because of a new sponsorship deal. I would love to have seen, like, uh, I'm trying to, Matt Letizia get yeah. paid in Bitcoin <laughs> for, his, for his spectacular goals. I don't know whether, because obviously, he's a, is he a flat earth or something? He's gone a bit mad, hasn't he? Um, he's he's yeah, got his conspiracy theories. He believes theories. in UFOs and stuff. Yeah, yeah he? he's all conspiracy theory. Which is fine, he's if that's like, what you believe. He's sort of... Um, he's not, but go on. Is he anti-vaxxer as well? Mm. He might be anti-vaxxer. Is he? Yeah. Oh. If he's any of those things or none of those things or some of those things... Apologies to him and his family. Uh, yeah, I, I think I can't tell whether he would be very pro Bitcoin or very against it. So I lot, think he might be very pro. So a lot of flat earthers are quite pro Bitcoin, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, mm. you know they uh, all the things you listed there. You, they seem to come in a package. You mm. can't be one of those things. You have to be all of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, debunked yeah, bit, and debanked. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Bitcoin. Bitcoin seems that. Like, that's kind of. I mean. Far too modern for me. No, but Pete, Pete, you, Pete, you'll know a lot about this because I feel like they're getting on board at the wrong time, not least because there's quite a bit of, you know, quite a, some stuff coming out basically about just how bad for the environment Bitcoin is. Yeah, there will be, have to be a kind of a, a change in how it's all kind of processed fairly soon, isn't it? Because that, that is the main story. But I can't help but think that that's big banking. 
big Ooh, money, old money, price. the gold standard, funding these anti-Bitcoin. How much, how, how much energy does it take to cart ca- around a load of gold bars? That's what I say. And I would also like to say that uh, I like the fact that I've become, last week I was the NFT specialist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this week I'm the Bitcoin specialist yeah. just because I watch a couple of YouTube videos about graphics cards every week. <laughs> There's not a lot I can add to this conversation. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, think, I think you'd get into Bitcoin. Yeah, mm, I'm yeah. not that interested. <laughs> Bitcoin yeah, breach. But, but if it pays, you'll do it. Bitcoin, Bitcoin breach. breach. <laughs> would, you t- would you take your next kind of telly job uh, if you were paying in Bitcoin? No. Why not? I don't know. I don't this is what it. happened. You not... used to be on, I was going to say on selling TV. You used to do shopping channels. Yeah, stuff, yeah. yeah. Does QVC What's not accept Bitcoin? Bitcoin? Can I not buy a big foldable ladder with Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, just like you're used to dealing and like maybe like with emerging technologies. <laughs> Or extracting money from vulnerable people. You are, you are, at, the, you are at the forefront. You are always at the forefront. Is what I'm trying to say. You're on the front line of extracting money from I got people. Paid to lie for a living is what I did. Yeah, that's basically a lot of what Bitcoin is. You only play QVC twice in your career. It's nice to be back. <laughs> oh God! Right, the other game last night: Brighton nil, Everton nil. Massive point for the Seagulls. Buzzing yeah. with that. <laughs> how, can, how can you muster that kind of enthusiasm Terrible. for that yeah. game? It was Even as a fully paid up member of Dick's Bar at the Amex. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I was paid to lie for a living. It was a great game. <laughs> what a fantastic football match. No, it was it was dreadful. Um, I listened to Half It in, in the Car on the way home uh, from Leeds yesterday. I was actually well excited because I love radio commentary on football mm. matches. I think they just really bring the game to life. And um, I was struggling. I'm not going to lie. They struggled. talked about Bitcoin for about 10 minutes. <laughs> I was struggling to get into it. Got home uh, sort of about a third of the way through the second half. And uh, yeah, it was really boring. Would it, would, it be it fair, boring. would it be fair to say that it was, it probably was quite a heck of a lot more boring probably with, with, um, with, with commentary, just commentary. I thought it was a quiet match rather than a rubbish match. Okay. Everyone was quite competent. Ooh, I thought I like people like Ben Godfrey, like is an astonishingly good defender mm. and has been this season and and god knows how much he's going to be worth uh, in the future i think he's amazing um i th- I, th- I just thought there were just no mistakes made like you mean, Brighton yeah. were in the ascendancy. If anyone was going to score, it was going to be them. But they, they, Everton just kept it tight at the back. It was great. I don't. The, I, only, yeah. the only mistake is that we still can't seem to finish or actually mm. take shots when they're on. Like yeah. that, that's what annoys me about us this season. Is like there there are there are opportunities where you're like just just shoot from there, just have <laughs> a go, and like they just want to take too many touches. And, right. You know. But but to be fair, I thought Everton did defend well. Um, I thought Basuma and Lalana were quality, mm. absolute quality mm. from from what I saw. Anyway, you didn't watch the last bit, did you? Fish, you got bored by that. No, I, and I feel bad because obviously we we should watch the games for for the job we do. But I, I mean, that's <laughs> it's important to plan your tax year. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean that was too much. I'd already been annoyed. I hadn't made much. it to a pub. Like I couldn't, I couldn't do that. <laughs> Basuma is fascinating. You've seen Basuma, but he um, <laughs> but I. I he seems like someone that they need to chain to a radiator because I can't imagine that he's not going to be without suitors this season, especially this summer, rather, especially given the state of the transfer market at the moment and the fact that certainly from the outside, there's a perception that Brian can be bullied in the transfer market. And if you're looking for value, especially for defensive midfielders, I think of Manchester United who need a defensive midfielder and other teams where it's such a high value position because of the way Brighton play as well, he's good on the ball. He does all the dirty stuff really well. And you kind of think there's, I mean, did you, has he always been like this? Because it seems like over the last, certainly from the start of last season, you watch him and you're like, 
should I take the? I need to take this guy seriously. Mm-hmm. And now it's a bit like everyone's taking him seriously because loads of people are talking about him. He's linked with loads of, loads of clubs. Are you kind of a little bit scared? I'd like to rewind what we've just said over the last sort of five minutes because um, he's rubbish. No one, no one <laughs> buying. Yes, it's like, you don't go anywhere near him. He's Doing liability. your QVC work, aren't you? Yeah. really no. smells. Yeah. <laughs> he, is, he is class, but this season has been the season that's, um, he's really come alive, I think. Mm. You know, there, there was always sort of glimpses of it before, but I think this is really where he's sort of come into his own. And I think he's just, he just looks so comfortable on the ball. He looks confident. Mm. He can transition the play. He's he's a class defensive midfielder. And I think since him and Alana have had a bit more consistency in that midfield as well, them together is just it's so nice to watch. You yeah. just you just always kind of feel like like at ease, I think is the right mm. word when yeah. you watch him. And you're right. I think Arsenal were the club who were reportedly in for him lately in the January transfer window. Um the one thing I will say is that Obviously, he's been one of our best players this season, so we don't want to lose him. But the amount of money that you could get for a player like him potentially this summer, especially when he came in for like fifteen million, yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is, Brighton's recruitment has been has been excellent. Um, I think that potentially, if they get the right offer, maybe it's not the worst thing in the world because we've seen this season that where Brighton's problems lie is in front of goal, Mm. and I think they will go hell for leather to get a top quality striker this summer. And so, and also in terms of recruitment, we have recently brought in Moises Casado, who is meant to be like an unbelievable player. I think he's a, he's very young. I think he's either 18 or 19. So um, he's got a lot of growing to do, but he's billed as being this almost like for like replacement for Basuma already. Right. So I think that the plan is in place. I'd like him to stay, of course, because I don't know if, Casado is necessarily ready yet. Mm. Um, you got but... a lot of growing to do. <laughs> I was always thinking about that. Yeah, <laughs> like a Bruce Springsteen song. But yeah, of course he's he is he's brilliant, Basuma. Um, yeah, please, no one buy him. Him and Dunkley. Oh, someone like, buy him. Everyone. Someone buy him. Do, someone, yeah, no one buy. Him. I don't know what's happening yeah, here. Sure, is it a come and get me or hands off? <laughs> buy him with Bitcoin. Uh, buy him with, <laughs> with anything. Yeah. Oh, dearie me. Well, anyway, it was a good point for Brighton. I'm happy. One point further away from the bottom three. Everton sort of look as though they're just blowing their chances for top four now, but they could still get into the European places. Um, a very inconsistent season for them, but I'm sure because uh, they've got that game in hand, you just don't know and everything can change so quickly in the Premier League. Let's just touch on something that the guys mentioned yesterday. They talked about Leicester's regrettable COVID breach. Um, well, it could be worse. Um, listen to this story from the Colombian top flight. Um, a side called Aguias Doradas took to the pitch with just seven players, Pete, on Sunday night. Fifteen of their squad were struck down with COVID and seven of their players were out injured. So they literally had seven players on the pitch, a goalkeeper, and then they played in a 3-2-1 with their goalkeeper <laughs> at centre-back. That, that's madness. And they actually managed to hold the side they were playing against nil-nil until the 57th minute. Yeah. Not bad going, that. <laughs> it's not bad. How did they manage to possibly time... How many players out? 15 players in their squad at the same time <laughs> to go down with it. What have they been up to? Having a little mm. smooch? They've Ooh, all been smooching. Not, yeah, maybe Colombia, they've been smooching for ages. <laughs> the Welsh have followed suit. <laughs> I'm, Amazing. I can only think that seven players <laughs> on 11 a side pitch. The Welsh have followed suit. I just realised what you said. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that would be really lonely to me. Like, 
playing in yeah. a full full level side pitch <laughs> like one of seven players. You'd be so far away. Uh, you feel like you're being bullied. Yeah, like constantly. It'd be like being in here. <laughs> I wonder if they had any like chances. Or shots on target, or more the Brighton managed shots on target. <laughs> yeah, because you'd fit, you'd you'd have one, and you'd be like, oh god, that was not our only, only was that our only one, but we've all got to get back. <laughs> I think you'd just shoot constantly. You'd would just you? Yeah, I would just like a kind of defensive shot. I'd just, just shoot. Whack it. Just shoot constantly. Just just aim at goal. Yeah, you'd have to like think. Or, right, we we can we can either be like really structural here and defensive. Mm. Or just be chaotic mess. Like, be a chaotic mess of the team. Uh, Let's just like fuck with them. Yeah, Let's just, like, recite poetry, vomit, just anything that's yeah. going to put them off their game. Well, it, they, they didn't score and they lost the game 3 0 in the end. That's not bad. It's actually I'll not tell terrible. You that. Not bad. The same score they didn't show up. So. <laughs> Apparently, it was, like, it was something like uh, I think if seven turn up, you, you're, the game is on, sort of thing. I mean, you could have just. Fake a false yeah, positive or something. Or false yeah. negative. Kick someone in the, in the shin quickly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You don't need to injure more players. <laughs> We're going out there with six now. <laughs> Shoot constantly, injure another player. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Right, we're going to take a break. When we return, we'll get to some of your emails uh, and also we're going to talk about Zlatan going to Hollywood, sort of. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash boast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If I had an extra hour in the day, I might catch up on the latest football news, take a lovely walk with my dog Sammy, or maybe interview someone using an orange peel and a broken iPhone. You know, normal journalism stuff. But it's not always easy to prioritise our time, and that's where therapy can be an extra helping hand. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Untangle any unneeded worries and start to value your time for you. 
So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Ramble today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Ramble. nutmeg, cinnamon, and half a teaspoon of salt. And now the special bit is it's going to have quite a lot of booze. Where are you? We have you! Come on! Love it. Uh, loving that. Um, I, I believe that someone sent that in to us. Okay. A listener sent that in to us, so uh, we'll have to get your, your name. Might have been Delia. <laughs> could, could have been Delia. Could have been Delia. Norwich, very close to getting promoted, by the way. Mm. Uh, I believe they can do it potentially in these midweek fixtures, but... Smart. While the booze are open, get it sorted, get out. Yeah. <laughs> I think they were uh, just uh, a couple of points away from promotion. Um, either way, whether it's this week or at the weekend... Uh, Norwich, welcome back to the Premier League. You'll Ooh. be there very soon. Um, right, uh, before we get to your emails, it's time for another bonus feature courtesy of Betway. This week, it's called Beat the Drop. It seems like... Do you remember Million Pound Drop? That was yeah. fun. Mm. Didn't they change it to a £100,000 drop or something? Oh, yeah, they ran out of money, yeah, didn't they? <laughs> did that happen? That's right, they changed yeah, the they changed it. Yeah. They did. It's like in 30 Rock where they had um, Cash Case, where they filled a case with... Like um, a million dollars worth of like gold bars, and they had like ten models holding up the cases, and you had to guess which one it was in. Mm. And they realised it was flawed because the one filled with gold bars was too <laughs> heavy. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, back to what I was saying. It seems like it might be a straight shootout now between Fulham and Newcastle to avoid being relegated, alongside West Brom and Sheffield United. But Brighton and Burnley might get dragged into the mix still. So can Big Sam perform the greatest of escapes with the baggies? Well, we've asked all the Ramblers to name the three sides that they think will be relegated. And here's what they had to say. Fulham, Sheffield United and West Brom, like presumably everyone else's. I think Sheffield United will be relegated. I think that's the easiest one to choose. I think West Brom will go down as well. And sadly, I think Fulham will go down as well. So Steve Bruce and Newcastle will survive. So, yeah, I, it stays as it is. It's going to be Sheffield United, West Brom and Fulham for me. For me, it's Sheffield United, West Brom and Albion and Fulham, chiefly because no matter what is on the wrapper, they are all terrible football teams. Sheffield United, Fulham, because they can't score goals, and Newcastle United, simply because West Brom, or more accurately, Ooh. Sam Allardyce, will have his revenge on the Geordies. Oh, oh you bringing the you sauce, got St. James's, or whatever it's called. They uh, saved that one till last, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> he, wow. Yeah. Well, look, I'm, I'm just glad to say that someone like Andy Brassel, a, a respected journalist, you know, stuck his neck You're out there. You're a respected and just, journalist. I am a respected journalist. Yes, I, got, I, got, I, was in, I was on some kind of Yahoo News MSN. thing. MSN, sorry. Yeah. It's lovely to have you back, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, it seems like everyone else other than the brass has gone for Sheffield United, West Brom and Fulham. Are we in agreement? Um, yeah, I might go same as. I might go as. It, it's quite dull, isn't it? But yeah. I know, I'm, I'm boring as well. I think it will be as it is. <laughs> because, yeah, Fulham, I mean, if you swap the results a little bit, so if, if Fulham were doing what um, West Brom were doing, you'd be like, oh my God, it is on. 
but they've just what well, they've Fulham lost the last four and West Brom got too much to do. I think that in January when Fulham had a lot of momentum, everyone was like, Fulham are going to get out of this. Fulham are going to get out of this, mm. and because they didn't then, like they mm. picked up too. It was too many draws and not enough wins. I just feel like they've possibly lost that momentum now. As you say, Vish, four games in a row they've lost. Newcastle now have their two best players back in Callum mm, Wilson yeah. and Alan St. Maximum, who, by the way, was unbelievable at the weekend. Um, I just feel like a, a couple weeks of, even three, four weeks ago, I was I was thinking it would be Newcastle instead of Fulham. But I think those last three, four matches for Fulham have just just killed it a bit, unfortunately. Yeah. And Newcastle getting those players back, like It's a you real said. shame. Just, I would have yeah. loved to see Scott Parker keep them up because, I mean, he still might, but... Mm. I really like him as a manager and I think he's done a really good job. Mm. And and I think, do you not think they are going to be, if they manage to keep all of their brand new team, <laughs> do you think they're going to be mm. absolutely unstoppable in the championship if they go down? Yeah. They've got so many loan signings though. I don't right. reckon they'll keep that's any of it. them because they've, they've all come for Premier League football. Right. It's it, Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. It's whether or not they decide to stay and try and come straight back up, but they want to play Premier League football. And well, that's it. We, um, Pretty much are all going for West Brom and Fulham to join Sheffield United apart from Andy. A £10 bet with Betway on each of West Brom and Fulham to be relegated alongside Sheffield United. If you go with the same that we're going for, it would return you £22.90. You must be over 18 to gamble and please gamble responsibly. For more information, head over to begambleaware.org. Right, it's now time for this. Yeah. I do. I think that is one of my favourites, Chris Rogers. Mm, one of my favourite jingles that's been sent in. Thank you very much for that. Uh, and yes, send your emails into our show at footballramble.com or tweet at footballramble. I didn't think there was anything wrong with the, the original one, to be Good. honest. Good. You're such Correct. a suck up. Correct. No, I, like, I just. Correct. I, I, I think if we're going to have a new jingle, Pete should pick it. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'll probably pick that one to be honest. I quite like the walking like bass that? line. Yeah. The bass line's going, hey guys, want to come over here? <laughs> Makes me feel really jolly <laughs> and like <laughs> happy listening yeah. to that one. It's because you're still pissed. Half a shandy. Yeah, I probably have to be <laughs> <laughs> I have an email from Danny Miller who wants to share his favourite streaker story. Oi, oi. During the 2003-04 SPL season, Dunfermline were playing Hibs at East End Park. The Pars had just had a controversial new Astro surface involved, uh, sorry, AstroTurf surface installed, uh, which would later be described by Hibs Jocko Wiss <laughs> as like playing on a doormat or a Christmas tree. <laughs> During the second half, a bollock naked streaker enters the pitch and after a short chase by security decides it would be a good idea to do a full frontal slide oh, on the Astro right. Okay, right. Oh. He's going to be picking out little black <laughs> rubber crumbs for ages, isn't he? <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Um, Pick them out from where? The foreskin. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want from me, Jules? I mean, you are what asking do you for want that? from me? You are asking for what that. were you expecting? It's, it's one of the main issues when people say <laughs> that their that their dream or like their fantasy to have sex on a beach. Like, it's not. It's, it's it not. Really it's isn't. getting everywhere. Yeah. Mate. Oh my god! Uh, this led to the legendary picture of it. There's a picture of him being escorted off off the pitch by two police officers carpet burned oh. all down his chest oh, right no. the way down to his crown jewels <laughs> which were covered by a police hat 
my God. Imagine. Come on, buy a police hat. That is so like green boys, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> imagine the amount of E45 you need after that. Oh, very full, Monty. That is, that's, that is amazing. That's horrifying. It's horrifying. It's what just a story. Good God. Uh, Oliver Green says, listening to the show on Monday about Burnley's mascot being a bee, but having nothing to do with the club, reminding me of a handful of strange mascots my club, Rotherham United, have had before settling on our current lovable mascot of Miller Bear. Um, we had the weird choice of Bugsy Miller, a <laughs> 1930s Prohibition-style gangster, which to this day I can't understand the uh, thought process uh, behind. Uh, I do have a picture of him. Um, yeah, he looks a little bit like <laughs> yeah. spy versus spy style kind of uh, zoot suit wearing. It's the spitty moustache. Like he looks like he's managing. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> the touchline. The, the purpose of mascots, they're like mainly there for like kids to take pictures with. That's terrifying. It's horrible, yeah. isn't it? It's absolutely Bloody terrifying. rancid. Um, and uh, yeah, we also had Phoenix the Rotherbird, which looks more like a reject <laughs> foghorn leghorn, who was meant to represent a bright new era for the club. This didn't pan out, however, as we got relegated twice in a row and fell into administration <laughs> maybe the administrator should be the mascot of many clubs yeah. <laughs> that's part of the kind of like the deal you do with the government um, even more bizarre than this however is the iconic Dusty Miller who was our mascot for a good few years but it looks like something you'd see during sleep paralysis I'm convinced <laughs> the generation of Rotherham fans have nightmares about him it's tough enough down there Fucking what is hell. that <laughs> What, what the hell is that? That looks like a womble coat off its tits. That is <laughs> absurd. Absolutely petrified. It's, and the fact that he's holding a, a five pence uh, sort of jar of Swiss Kids, um, Matlow's kind of sweets. <laughs> like he's given out sweets. The wrong one. I love how realistic the like fake dentures are on it as well. Look yeah, that's like the Sonic the Hedgehog Look thing with the teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, that is amazing. Uh, we will tweet these photos, by the way. Don't tweet no, that. Don't, don't give don't people do that. that. Why not? Funny. It's horrible. No, God, that's <laughs> going to give people nightmares. All right, Google it then. Google it, guys. <laughs> um, wow, those are those are quite something else. You know who Rotherham should have as their mascot? Go on. Rotherham fan, the legend, Howard Webb. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, yeah. true. He's just like smooth as anything, lovely man, you know. A gigantic <laughs> That's a prerequisite for a mascot, is it? <laughs> I don't know. Smooth, lovely man. <laughs> a smooth, lovely man. Are you thinking about the streakers again? <laughs> <laughs> he was not smooth by the sound of it. I was going to say, if you like, you know, I've, I've, I've not been, I've not been uh, blessed with, with seeing Marcus naked, but you always describe him as a, as a little, little hairy, hairy boy. boy yeah. There was a, a jingle about him being a little hairy boy. Mm. Do you think if he did that on AstroTurf, it would have like a Velcro effect? Yeah, he, he, he wouldn't stop. even move. Yeah, he'd take up turf, <laughs> a big line of turf. You'd have to like, pull him up. <laughs> you'd hear that. Who is the hairiest member of the Ramble? Um, I think it might be me. Is it you? Yeah. Let's have a little, let's have a little v, v chest. That's all right. That, you just look powerful. Miniature rug. I Miniature think. rug, Miniature yeah. Rug. I think it probably spells it, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. How, yeah. much, how much turf have you got under that Nothing. I got nothing. Oh, he's bare. Look at it. Oh, God, I just saw a nipple. I'm a bear boy. I'm a little smooth boy. Doing the football ramble. <laughs> and there's the new jingle. Love it. That's love what it. it is. As I get older, I'm getting a little kind of, little summing summing. Oh, yeah. You're getting like a happy trail. A little happy trail. I'm finally going trail through mix. puberty. Yeah. <laughs> puberty. Makes right. me fall in love sexually. <laughs> I have no hair on me. <laughs> puberty. Got something about puberty there? 
Oh, let's go from this madness to some more madness, shall we, Pete? I want to kill him. I prefer to kill him. <laughs> I prefer to kill him. Right, it's time for a little bit of pop. Antonio Conte said it right up yours, losers. Um, <laughs> Fish, have you played this game before? I have, yeah. Oh, you have? I think okay. I've played How it once you, before, yeah. How did you fare? I think I fared poorly, oh, but yeah. I have quite enjoyed the remote ones. The ones where... Google, yeah? Yeah. Remote, ones. <laughs> remote ones. You mean the ones where Andy Brassel tells you the right answer when yeah. you're listening at home? Yeah. Yeah. It's easier when he does it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. Um, Jules, are you ready? Are you I'm ready. Up I'm for the gonna, cup? Yeah, I'm going to be rubbish, as I always am. But I'm, <laughs> what are you I'm, doing? Are you yeah, why are you looking at your notes? Piano? Have you written down every computer? Every computer, every footballer? write down the clues so I can think about it. Oh, nice. On an iPad. That is some... It's risky. You're going to be losing seconds left, right, and centre there, Joe. Also, if you, if you're, we're playing against each other. You're writing in the running order. I could just open it and see what you're writing down. We <laughs> <laughs> ah, have got you got like a secretary <laughs> taking notes. Go Fantastic, right? Okay. <laughs> Here, are your, <laughs> Here are your clues. This is uh, from Michael Vingelio. Thank you, Michael Vingelio. Um, I recently debuted up front for Jamaica. And I won the double at Arsenal, and I now drink pints on Instagram. Michelante, oh no. no. Um, God. Um, no. Jamaica. I should get this. Drinking pints on Instagram. So, drinking pints on Instagram is Ray Parler. Mm. Ray. Possibly. Um, this is debuted up front for Jamaica. You should get this. I know, but I'm, I'm, I can't get Antonio out of my it's head because he boys. just pledged his allegiance to them, but I don't think he's played. <laughs> <laughs> All right, steady on, jeez. <laughs> All right, then. I don't know. Well, we, we well, ran, out, ran time out of anyway. time anyway. You can't uh, guess after Kevin De Bruyne has spoken anyway. Mm. Oh, right, yeah. So, yeah, we yeah. go on then. Andre Gray Parler. Andre Gray Parler. You see. Oh, we should have got that. Yeah. Do you like it? I'm really disappointed in us. Mm. Well, You've got another chance to, uh, of redemption. Right. To redemption, on redemption. Go. It's next to redemption. Um, from <laughs> Matt Woods. Thank you, Matt Woods, for this one. I received 16 red cards in my career, including a famous one against Italy in 2006. And Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has described me as the world's best defensive winger. I don't know. 16 red cards, one against Italy in 2006, and Oligon Solskjaer thinks I'm the world's best defensive winger. I don't know the rules anymore, honestly. <laughs> well, neither do we, clearly. <laughs> Daniel James, defensive winger? It, he wouldn't call him that, would he? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> defensive winger? I don't know, he's not feeding his kids, he doesn't know what's Listen. going on. <laughs> Listen. The time's over. We've heard Kevin De Bruyne. The answer is Zinedine Zidane. Daniel James! Oh, you were so close. You, you were, were so very right. close. So unbelievably close How both did times. How not get Zinedine Zidane? Uh, it's a 16 red cards. Uh, yeah, that's... I don't think these clues are particularly helpful. <laughs> yeah, <but neither> <laughs> They're not supposed too... to be fish. <laughs> Can I just make a point here, right? Oh. It's too quick. Too quick. Yeah, we, I've extended the audio Have you really? of the, 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 the Have you? it's like thirty seconds now or something. Thirty? That was well. not thirty seconds. That I said No, that, that was, was not 10. thirty seconds. I reckon yeah. you've given us seconds. ten seconds. I've given there. you seventeen seconds. And I think that's long enough for the listener. <laughs> Don't be a Marcus Speller about it. All right? like the, he gets it, upset it, about the rules of the game. Yeah, I'm upset. I prefer to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm, but I'm not happy. No, me either. Mainly, I'm, I'm, I'm oh, sorry. You know why I'm happy? Because actually, both of those were gettable. Yeah. yeah. 
Like they I were agree. Actually, they're actually, I just, yeah. The world isn't fair. That's not long enough. None of your mates are mascots. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is just, it's cruel. Right, well, we'll do better next time, won't we, Vish? I can't guarantee that. No. <laughs> just run rubbish at Pete's games. Well, I'm just not a very good games master. <laughs> give me, just give me some me. more of like I'll animals chewing, and I think I, I can guess. I can <laughs> okay. guess those a bit better. Yeah, okay, okay. Next but time, I suppose the best games master is the one who doesn't lose. Mm, exactly. So, so I've, I've been imperious this season. You imperious. have. You have. Uh, right, we've got to talk about something uh, a little bit more serious now. Something important to talk about, uh, and that is um, football clubs and uh, football players, former players who are all planning. Uh, a social media boycott in order to stop racism on social media. Not enough is being done by the social media platforms at the moment, that's fair to say for sure, um, in order to stop this racist abuse that we're seeing constantly. I feel like every single week there's another player that says, I've been racially abused. And it's a list, an ongoing list. And this isn't a new thing. This has been going on for so long now. So there are plans uh, for a league-wide boycott of social media for one round of fixtures that's going to be discussed at a Premier League meeting this week where all Premier League clubs would boycott social media for a whole round of fixtures. There have also been reports that all 72 Football League clubs are also set to boycott all platforms this weekend from Friday to Monday. Last week, Swansea announced a week-long social media boycott. Birmingham City also followed suit. Rangers players and management have done likewise as well. Thierry Henry was one of the high-profile former players who announced he would not be returning to social media until something was done to combat racism and bullying. So we're seeing a lot more people do this now. The question really is, will a boycott for a few days or a week actually be enough fish? Um, no, no, not at all. This is the kind of thing that um, really highlights the difference between awareness and action. This will raise awareness for that, but it won't actually do anything about it. Mm. Um, I don't want to say it's performative because I thought, you know, I, I thought I was consider, uh, considering using that wholeheartedly, but I suppose they, they are trying to do something different. Um, Adam Crafton wrote a good piece about this in The Athletic, and essentially the takeaway was that a lot of solutions that football are suggesting kind of pertain to football alone. They don't necessarily wash elsewhere because it is a broader social media problem what we're seeing here. It's yeah, not absolutely. simply just football. But I think one of the things I, I, I feel when I was reading about all the different things they're going to do with a blackout and stuff like that is that like essentially what it's doing is it's creating that situation where if you get abused, say, in a bar, the reaction for some people around you would be like, oh, God, that's... It's really out of order. Let's not go there again. And it's like it's not about mm. that. It's about being able to feel safe in that, in whatever area you want to go in. And I think the other part of that, maybe like from the bar analogy, is that like, and maybe you, Jules, you've had this before. When it, whether you've been abused like racially or, um, you know, uh, or you know, sexistly, you will always get that person who comes to you afterwards and says, oh, I'm so sorry you had to you had to go through that. Mm. And what you really want is someone in that moment to come and stand next to you and be like, look, this is out of order and actually take action there. You don't necessarily want someone to stand with you. You want someone to fight with you. Yeah. And you think about like football as a whole. Football has an incredible pull. If you look at the social media numbers of footballers alone mm. on Instagram and Twitter, they're huge. Now, if they banded together and thought, well, actually, no, you know what, fuck this, we're, we're going to do something about it properly and, and, you know, for a sustained period of time rather than just a week. Almost kind of don't put an end point on it. And if football teams took the action of doing what, for example, BBC Sport started doing, where they just started blocking people, mm -hmm. 
I think that would have quite an important effect. Um, on the players' front, it's interesting. I, sp- I spoke to a few agents for a piece I was working on, and they've been really big on their players um, publicly shaming these people. So oh, we've like, seen a lot of that lately. Exactly, actually, yeah. We? Which is why yeah. it seems like they're getting more abuse now. They, I, mm. I, I don't think. That, well, I think they are getting more abuse, but I think we're seeing more of it because the players are, are sharing it widely. But part of the reason that um, one agent told me that they were doing that was because they're really worried that one player is just going to take it too far and either just abuse like hell all the way back or you know do something that they might regret whatever that may be and there is a genuine fear about that because of the anger there mm. so i don't really know i i think if they're going to do something it has to be premier league wide but it has to be a bit more forceful than well, we're stepping away from it and we're ha- having a silence. I'd say, I'd say make more noise. I think you're right in terms of the seven days or the four days. Kind of having an end point to it almost makes it feel like the social media companies could potentially go, okay, well, it's only four days or it's only seven days. Yeah, Maybe we don't need to change anything too much. I, I don't know what they're thinking, but it just feels to me that having that end point to it doesn't make it as powerful. I worked with Anton Ferdinand last week who made a very powerful, moving documentary earlier on this year. And if you haven't seen it, then you should check it out. Um, And we were talking about this off the back of the the day I was working with him was when La Liga released that statement saying that because they hired lip readers in to um, sort of investigate the most recent incident in La Liga and that they couldn't tell whether or not there was any racist abuse in that incident or not, Mm. they've decided not to, you know, take it any further. And, we were discussing that and just saying like, it's things like that where you just feel like, how can how can that be okay? How can you how can you just go okay? Well, we we can't prove it, so therefore it didn't happen. Mm. Like that's not that's not acceptable. Like, Euro- European problems are real, and, and to be honest, the Premier League has a real problem with kind of like going well culturally. South American players can say certain words, and culturally certain certain words can be used in different contexts. Like, well, fine. I'm sure there's a briefing that goes out every season to make it very clear to footballers what they are and allowed and not allowed to do, and 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 on the whole, kind of people re- retweeting their abuse and stuff, and 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 giving other black people, and it is I guess mainly black people, reminders of some of the worst experiences they've had personally. I'm sorry, it's like it's not up to black people to solve our fucking problem, is it? Really, mm. it, it's it's. I'd like to see prominent white players just deleting their account and taking their voices out of the discourse and 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 denying people their content effectively because it's it's it, it at the end of the day their voice in the landscape and 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 with the caveat that no one's paying me um for my social media you know posts that look like celebrities or something you know no one's no one's kind of paying paying me to to advertise their product and stuff like that but i realize there is a commercial side to to this if if someone if a player of the status of i'm not pointing out Harry Kane as a particular example, but the the, the bloke who leads the line for, for England just went, I'm just deleting my account for, for forever. Yeah. I, it's, it's that I realise, until something's done, I realise that that part of my, um, my income has to stop because I'm contributing to a share price of a company that doesn't respect fifty um, percent of the people who are on there. So it, 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 it's, it's, not a, it's not their responsibility. I realise that it is politically distasteful to draw a line between someone who sets up a social media account and um, their output um, in places in the world where that could be used against them. Yeah. But not here. Like mm-hmm. a kid in fucking Bolton who's, who's smashing out a lot of racist tweets. I mean, I have very little kind of the, appetite for, for his his rights, to be honest. It's the ability to create as many accounts as you want yeah. and to go under an avatar that isn't you, to go under a false name 
the fact you can just create an email address and create a new account. You yeah. know, it's like all of these things. And and also the wording around social media rules, I think, needs to be more specific as well, because I think that these social media companies have a duty to actually ensure that the people who are using their platforms are following the rules. But those rules need to be clearer. Those rules need to be set out and they need to be adhered to and I think that once that is done and more action like this is taken I think these are just steps aren't they Fish into hopefully some change on social media because it can't carry on like this Steps in terms of what the Premier League are doing or do you mean what they're what the kind of social media companies are looking at I or said they're going to look at I think steps in terms of hopefully creating change is that you know it starts with hopefully a boycott like this This has been going on for a while mm-hmm. and I think more more people specifically people who aren't in minorities are aware of it because of what's been happening over the last year where there has been a degree more introspection. But, you know, we joke about it because you're strong. You don't necessarily need to be this strong, but you are that strong. But some of the shit you get on social media um, for being a woman and and for being someone who doesn't give a shit about what they say, that doesn't necessarily stop any of the, any of the comments that you get that are untoward. And, presumably you've had them for a long while you know and you presumably you've also complained about them yeah you know yeah 100% there's been a lot of things that I've reported from my social media accounts when people have said things that aren't acceptable and for me I think because my race is ambiguous people haven't I haven't actually experienced a great deal of racism but I I have experienced a lot of sexism um probably the 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 biggest one and it was a story that um when i was listening to between the lines with melissa reddy last week when she did an, an amazing um look into the abuse that women receive in football it really sort of highlighted a few experiences that i've had that i've actually not spoken about before um and one of those was a few years ago when mo salah was on to win the golden boot for the first time in the premier league the first year that he was in the running for it um, I had worked at Anfield and we were lucky enough to go into the dressing rooms and it was um, it was a corporate day and I took a few photos when I was in the dressing room and because Salah was having an amazing season and obviously I'm, as a big FPL player, he was always my captain. So I, had a, I took a photo underneath my Salah shirt, posted it on my Instagram page, uh, wrote something a bit silly, can't remember what I wrote, just, you know, Mo Salah on the way to the Golden Boot, something like that, made a little joke out of it. And within about sort of, three or four days, that image had been taken from my Instagram page and been used on various football social media accounts where for some reason someone decided to take that picture of me and say that I had said that if Mo Salah went on to win the golden boot, I would get naked on TV. Super random, like super random, like just completely Mm. made up out of nowhere. And... Within about a week or two weeks, it had been like reshared so many times that my social media following on Instagram went from about like 20,000 to 40,000. I'd like 20,000 new followers on Instagram because all these weirdos were just like desperate to see whether I would actually get naked if Mo Salah won the golden boot. Like it was utterly ridiculous. The whole thing just got so blown out of proportion because one sexist idiot decided, oh, here's a girl posing with Mo Salah shirt. That just wouldn't happen to a bloke. Like, it just it would not yeah. happen to a bloke. And, like, just even now, even though that was, like, four years ago, I still get people saying, you didn't do what you said you'd do. They comment on my pictures. Still. Still now. 
and they they still say you didn't get naked. Mm. Mo Salah won the golden bit. Why didn't you get naked? And it's just like, it, I mean, it sounds utterly ridiculous, but it's a story of being a female working in the football world and being treated differently to other males around me. And that and like and and the amount of abuse I got off the back of that because I didn't get naked. Yeah, like I was getting people going, "You didn't do it!" Like actually, like really angry. Like <laughs> it's so weird. So the whole thing was bizarre. So this is a great example of why football could use its power to do something because it doesn't. It's not going to just help the players. It's going to help everyone lower down. It's going to help yourself. It's mm. going to help me when I come on when I come into certain situations like that. It's going to basically they can use their clout to ha- make a, a bigger difference essentially yeah. than just saying, "Well, we're stepping away from a week." I reckon they. Think of the Premier League. Think about how we talk about the Premier League globally. Just use that power and go to those, you know, go to go to these organisations and say, like, look, if you want us, we're happy to play ball, but you've mm. got to step up here. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. The Premier League is so powerful and, and hopefully, eventually, these steps that are gradually being taken by the players, by the clubs, will eventually make a difference. Or you could do it. But like, don't fuck with George Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Vish, you just need to tell everyone how scary I really am. Yeah. And then, you know, that might make a difference. I think they just need to spend five minutes in a room with you. <laughs> yeah. go, to, go down to Zuckerberg and pull him out. Yeah, and just lay into him. <laughs> right, let's end on something a little bit more fun, shall we? Um, because I love anything to do with Zlatan. He's all, he just always gives us a little bit of gold, doesn't he? Um, apparently, he's about to make his big screen debut, Pete, in the Asterix and Obelix series, um, I feel like only recently he was just telling us all the telling all the other uh, sports stars they should stick to their yeah, game and stick to not get. do anything else. But well, he's on off his way to on his way to Hollywood. Well, look, is he, that Hollywood Asterix and Obelix? <laughs> you don't know what Asterix and Obelix are? No, do you? I don't no. really know. I had to Google it before. <laughs> P and I explained it to you as um, French Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the conch for it, hasn't he? Everyone's got a big old lovely conch in Asterix yeah, and Obelix. So yeah. Do you mean nose? Yeah. Right. I, just I don't have to explain nauseous to you, do I? Yeah. I'm just, I just checking you said conk. <laughs> yeah, you'd have Nose read it then, wouldn't you? Dirty. <laughs> Talking yeah. about foreskins earlier, oh, honestly. Oh, dearie me. Naughty. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it, it sounds terrible. It will be terrible. But obviously Zidane was in uh, an Asterix film uh, a little while ago. Yes. With beautiful... Long um, hair. Long hair and, and kind of, um, what do you call it, like eyeliner. He's got beautiful lovely eyeliner. skin, doesn't he, Zidane? Does yeah, he does. Yeah, he's got a lot of it because he doesn't have any hair. <laughs> in that, he's way, got yeah. hair in that, though. I know. Do you reckon he asked to write that in? What, the hair? Yeah. The wig. Can I give you hair? I'll do it if there's a wig. Uh, I also discovered that Olivier Giroud has been in a film. He was in Spider-Man, sort of. The yeah, voice. yeah, he was one of the, vo- he was the in voice. voices in the French adaptation of Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. I mean, With Presnel he... Kimbembe as well. Ah. Yeah, he was also in that. Stan, uh, Stan Collymore, best against thing too, anyone? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my, that's so random. Oh, yes. Got jerked off, fell in the Thames and died. So, what so, a, what a, like didn't have a single random, line. isn't it? Yeah. Just watching him getting down to it with Sharon Stone, and then he—I think he just falls in the Thames. <laughs> I wonder how that came about. You know what I mean? Like God knows. Probably met someone out and goes. about, and I do mean out and about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, this—you write a film about this man in a car. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, Vish, you've lost it, haven't you? <sighs> just a story about man double parking. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Fine. Uh, um, yeah, I was trying to think of. More films uh, with footballers, and all I could think was Pete's Film Club. Yeah, bring it back. Yeah, that's what people are saying. Bring Let's it, do it back. Shall we? We could do film. I reckon we because Pete, I feel like you know film. 
Jules, you don't really know anything, but it's good because I don't Sorry. know anything. Yeah, <laughs> you don't I don't know, know anything. Yeah. Um, and yes, yeah, so like, and I, I have so many blind spots. <laughs> to be fair, I am like I'm like the Michael Owen of the film world. I don't watch. I haven't watched many films. I didn't. I, I watch, watch random f- films. Right. I didn't watch any films before I met my current partner, who watches every, a film every night. Does so, she really? Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Loves films. So I'm 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 being educated. Let's say. Yeah, yeah. My my partner, um, she's really into films. She's really into old films, um, and she's also really into musicals. So whenever we start filming, it's black and white. My my default is to be like, "Is this a musical?" And she's been like, "Not all black and white films are musicals." You fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, brilliant stuff! Right, well, that's all we've got time for um, tonight. Some exciting games in the Champions League. Ooh. I cannot wait for PSG against Bayern Munich. I hope it's as good as last week because that was just brilliant. I just think Bayern's going to absolutely steamroll steamroll them. I just I just can't see it. See them losing it. Oh. You said that you said that last week, didn't you? Yeah. Just, I just can't. Yeah. I just can't be, see it. What do you think? I don't know. I reckon I, it'll be a be a barn burner. But yeah, yeah. it's um, I'm worried that Bayern. Why am I sticking up for PSG? But <laughs> there's something. There's an inevitability to Bayern, aren't there? Yeah. Isn't there? Like Got a lot of injuries though. Mm. It's just it's tough. Yeah, this is it's, true. It's hit them at a bad time, but you never know. Um, PSG have got a 3-2 lead heading into that one. I think they're just going to try and play counter-attacking football, I think, and, and they'll probably get a goal and that'll basically be it. Yeah, they've got to do what yeah. they did last week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, That'll be good. Chelsea-Porto as well tonight. Chelsea have already got one foot in the semi-finals. Really, they have got a 2-0 lead heading into that game. Porto won't be pushovers, though, so a couple of really exciting games to look forward to. And tomorrow, Marcus Pete. Uh, you're going to be back, and Je- I was like, Pete, that's that's you. That's me. That's you opposite me. That's me. Uh, Marcus, Pete, and Jim are going to be back to talk about those games. If you enjoyed today's ramble, please drop us a review on Apple Pods or wherever you get your podcast. It'll help other potential listeners find the show. It's been an absolute pleasure to have your company, boys. See you very soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the Acast Creative Network.